Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Welcome back to Notes from the Back Row. Welcome back to the Back Row, the official podcast of back-row.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. This, of course, is another episode of Cream of the Crud, where my good pal Carlo, who's right here, that's you, Hello. and I, we, t- we talk about what we've been watching, <laughs> Blu-rays, uh, movies that maybe we're going to screen, or maybe uh, that are off the beaten path. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged, and it has been a while again. Yeah, about a month, but, a month but maybe more. Life, even life finds a way, though, and we're back. Yeah, sure. We, we, <laughs> we, we never left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, we have no ob- obligations other than to our patrons. Uh, yeah. Th- thank you for sticking around, by the yeah. way. Uh, but yeah, we're we're not calling it quits. Just if you're listening to this f- like two or or three days early, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. 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 And the video version, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you are not watching the video version, you can do that on Patreon. It's uh, on the the website. You can find it mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can see our our mugs if you want. Yeah, I don't know. It's into the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And stuff we got in the background, or especially my collection of junk. Um, yeah, got a peek at that shit. Totally. If you are listening to this, what you can do is go check out Cinema 60. There is an episode of that. Uh, It's a podcast about 1960s cinema hosted by Back Rose Jenna and um, Bart. Bart and uh, Carlos on there talking, talking movies. Yeah, yeah, I did an episode. Kaiju. Exactly. Kaiju movies. I recorded it a couple of I don't know how long ago. <laughs> I want to say a couple of months ago, but it probably hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gave them like uh, watch these six uh, kaiju yeah. movies from the '60s, and I tried not to pick any Godzilla movies because it's <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're talking Mothra. We're talking yeah. Frankenstein versus Baragon. We're talking King Kong escapes. Uh, exactly. Gamera. We're talking. Diamagen. Diamagen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah, there's a bunch. Like, there's a real kaiju boom in the 60s. Um, uh, and we talk about all kinds of stuff about the history of why there was a boom and uh, how these movies might be linked to each other, production, trivia, you know, yeah. every, everything I could come up with. <laughs> Try to guide them in the in the world of kaiju, which they are not very well versed in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And what I really liked was also that they're spread out. Mm-hmm. Like you have 61, 65, yeah. two from 66, 67 exactly. and 60. I like that because it's kind of like a trip through the decade exactly. and then yeah. also through the genre. Mm-hmm. And 
it made me want to watch all these movies. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they as well, like, even though they're not like Kaiju aficionado, they they liked most of the movies. So I, I think I did a good job. Nice. Uh, making a selection that would appeal to them as well uh, with their like 60s sensibilities. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a fun episode to do. Um, yeah. So yeah. go listen to it, cinema60.com. Yep. What do you do when you got to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> and then just subscribe because that's a great show. And is, they have yeah. lots of other episodes where yeah. they talk about lots of cool shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that like we're not saying that just because we know Jenna. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a Cinema 60 listener. Yeah. I like 60 we're Cinema. Not, it's, it's a good show. They both know a lot. Yeah. We're not contractually cinema. obligated. No. Jenna's not shit. off screen with a gun right now, <laughs> <laughs> sticking it in our backs. It's mm -hmm. definitely not the case. <laughs> no, it's a good show. No, it's so good. Sportum. Yeah. Um, speaking of good shows, we're going to have a good one. Let's get right into it. Um, I looked at some Blu-ray release notes. And I noticed a couple things. I noticed that the last horror film, the movie that stars Maniac star Joe Spinell, um, is having a, a big worldwide reveal on the Dawn of the Discs uh, Twitter. It says that they are um, releasing a fully restored version, five hours of special features. Um, and that is coming out from Severin. Hmm. Still never seen it. But it looks. I've heard it's. I've heard it's really good, actually. I've seen um, it, and uh, it, it has been out on Blu-ray in the UK because I had a Blu-ray from '88 films years ago. Yeah, uh, and I watched it, and I wasn't very into it. But uh, maybe I was just like expecting another Maniac because mm. uh, Joe Spinella's in it. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I should give that movie another shot. Yeah, um, but it it wasn't that fancy of a blu-ray i remember like not that extensive mm -hmm. to the degree of having five hours of bonus content yeah i'm, I'm sure i um, i heard i heard about that um on an old show i used to produce called let's scare matthew price to death mm -hmm. um, yeah. where people would bring movies to this guy who wasn't a super horror fan and i remember it sounding really intriguing because the discussion of, of it was like around how it kind of like doesn't it like sort of take place at con film festival yeah, yeah, yeah it does. like it just sounded like not what i would think it was from like the cover or you yeah. know whatever when i was yeah. looked at it on vhs so yeah, yeah I'm, i think like most people that i follow on letterbox like that movie uh isn't it directed by like david winders uh, i think from? so because david winders did some weird fucking shit yeah it's david yeah. winters yeah he did like um trashin which is great uh, but also like Space Mutiny, uh, mm. the Rep Brown movie, yeah, um, Dancing It's On, from <laughs> 2015, which is this, I don't know, um, very divisive movie on Letterboxd. I'm kind of interested, but yeah, um, yeah. He's, yeah. he's most, he was mostly uh, an actor, I think. Or, mm, no, actually, I'm looking at his credits. I guess he was in West Side Story <laughs> as a character okay. called as a character called a dash rap nice a rap okay sure i don't know yeah i've, I've mm. still not seen west side sorry so i can't really comment on the original uh yeah yeah i've yeah. never seen it good movie 
Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't, well, I'm, I'm not like a stand for it, but it's good. <laughs> but you've seen it. And <laughs> yeah. Like way it. back. Not, not in years and years, but yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, when I was younger, I saw it and I was like, I can see why this is popular. It's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. One day. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably get around to it. But yeah. Anyway, um, David Winters. Yeah. That's um, one of his movies. Yeah. I also noticed, I think this might have been on Blu-ray previously too, but the Canadian classic Abraxas Guardian of the Universe <laughs> has a new scan because okay. you gotta see that new scan of Abraxas. <laughs> I've also still not seen the old one, but <laughs> it's one of those movies uh, Damien Lee directed. Did yeah. Damien Lee do one good movie? Oh, actually, he did Food of the Gods Part 2. That, that's I like that one. That's pretty good. I um, don't know about other than that <laughs> as a director i'm looking i've only seen that one and ski school i saw probably like ski school sucks I, I caught that on tv probably as a kid people um, will tell you ski school is good ski school <laughs> is too mean-spirited and homophobic and gross for me it's just okay. too broy. Yeah, yeah dean cameron bro vibes in that movie are just yeah. not not on for me okay but people seem to like it i would rather watch ski patrol and watch a dog fart and go like and then like people i don't know (laughs) ski into trees i'd rather watch that (laughs) yeah ski patrol is pretty wholesome i remember watching that on your um recommendation i I mean it's not good but it's like i don't know it's it's, it's kind of fun it's that like uh sub um naked gun like yeah yeah you know because i think i think some somebody involved with those movies was it pat israel or neil israel or whatever oh yeah maybe somebody yeah. yeah 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 if you're in the mood for that kind of movie it's it's pretty okay <laughs> yeah um, but yeah i still have not seen the braxis even though like i don't think i know anyone who really likes that movie but it mm. it has a really cool purple cover <laughs> yeah so i'm like i want to see it still but yeah. I, I haven't yet. i was wrong nobody involved with those movies made ski patrol it was the paul maslansky um who i believe had you know um uh uh what the, what's the cop one um police academy police academy i think they were involved with police academy were they just not like in police Academy? no producer producer i think they produce who yeah oh, okay so that's so i think link. that that's yeah but it has that like police academy sequel energy where it's like we're pg now and it's just like whoop, 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 i'm yeah. tripping over things over yeah, here like it could have been, been called ski academy yeah <laughs> let me see if there's a ski academy movie oh hold on an alternate alternative title for ski patrol is oh ski, ski academy. academy okay there you go there you go <laughs> only <laughs> one though yeah only one no franchise frenzy for ski patrol no unfortunately franchise <laughs> frenzy for police academy question mark oh my god <laughs> uh i mean i've you seen all of that I've seen, door. I've seen all of them i yeah. grew up loving those movies yeah but um, <laughs> don't ask me why i was young and uh, <sighs> yeah <laughs> they were like i remember those movies just being kind of comfort movies for me they were like not necessarily movies that made me laugh, but yeah. just, oh, there's like six of these and they're not too stimulating. They're just sort of a pleasant hum yeah. on TV. Well, so I would just, would just watch them back to back. Like, Am movie. I remembering this incorrectly or is there not something kind of like European 
around police academy where they like play on tv at christmas and stuff or Isn't something that like that a, i think that riddle doll said like the i think thing so. they do in norway or something norway it's, yeah it's not a general european thing i don't remember okay. police academy so it's even I, more specific yeah, yeah <laughs> extremely yeah they would play a lot on tv though like over here but not for specific occasions okay. that i can recall yeah um, makes sense um, I also know that Vinegar Syndrome last month did a bunch of announcements. I know Undefeatable was a big one. Um, the Rothbach one, since you're Rothbach. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that okay. was com- that's coming in 4K. I guess I missed that. Yeah. Um, Foggy did. Creek 2 was in there releasing <laughs> that Ninja in the Claws of the CIA. Oh, that's was, a good one. Yeah. yeah. Ninja in the Claws of the CIA. Uh, with uh, starring and directed by John Liu, who did the New York Ninja yeah. thing. Um, but I prefer Ninja and the Claws of the CIA. Ooh, I gotta New see Ninja. it. I think it's it's crazier, uh, more consistently crazier. And John Liu is just man. I don't know what that guy was thinking making movies. <laughs> there's so there's so many decisions in his movies that is <laughs> that the that the more sane man or like you know someone reasonable would not make i yeah. don't know it's entertaining they sure. released something else um a, a, a few months back on their vhs uh or vh shit fest sub <laughs> uh partner label called mm. justice ninja style that i almost bought just because it has a sweet cover sounds um, good but doesn't ring a bell I, I think it's an i think it i don't know if it's sov or if it's just a vhs staple kind of thing but yeah uh-huh. um it I looks pretty that. cool <laughs> okay yeah yeah i'm looking at what they recently put on their site but oh yeah here i see justice ninja style yeah good cover. Is this like like a new or an old actual movie? it's old never heard of this yeah 1986 it looks uh it looks sov to me from the screenshots but okay. it doesn't say sov anywhere on the description so who knows ninja style. looks good yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely sov yeah because uh joe um aka moldy locks who's in the discord in his review he says he, he mentions okay. sov nice so yeah okay cool. cool well that was what i had thought of and mm. uh, do you want to just dive into some some other talking about crud or do you have any blu-rays uh, yeah, I have a couple of Blu-rays here okay. that I uh, got in the mail. Once again, thanks to Joe, aka Moldylocks, for sending me uh, this, uh, an Agfa oh, release, um, which uh, I think he ordered that via Vinegar Syndrome, the Vinegar Syndrome website for me. Or is Agfa available via Vinegar Syndrome? Or maybe it was I just Agfa so. site. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like it was that way. But anyway, um, I couldn't get my hands on it easily without having having to pay like crazy custom stacks on it. Yeah. Um. So he did me a solid and ordered it for me. And um. But yeah, this is a, a release. It has two Taiwanese um action movies on it. One called Shaolin Invincibles, and the other one is called Seven to One. Um, and these are both uh, restored from the original 35 millimeter prints. Sick. Um, for the first time ever, they're pretty obscure. Uh, they're both by the same director, Cheng Ho, 
um, both from the 70s. Um, and I had seen some reviews of Shaolin Invincibles and people were mentioning the fact that there's two guys in gorilla suits doing Kung Fu in this. And, and it's not like you're, you know, you're meant to believe they're like actual gorillas, but they look so shitty. <laughs> like <laughs> you can see like shoes underneath their gorilla <laughs> suits. And there's like guys with, um, uh, really long tongues that are controlling the gorillas via magic or some bullshit. Um, but just based on the, the whole gorilla thing, Kung Fu gorillas, it even says on the back, like wizards, gorillas, blood spurts. You've never seen a Taiwanese martial arts movie like this one. Um, and it was Ooh. good. It was, uh, it delivers <laughs> like the gorilla gorillas are not in it for like a split second. They are in a, couple of scenes and in a pretty substantial fight. So if you want to see some stupid bullshit martial arts movie from Taiwan with gorillas, nice. um, I recommend it. And the other one, seven to one was pretty good. Also, um, more of a straightforward, um, crime movie with a bunch of like felt like stolen music, but it was, it, it worked in the movie. I don't care if they steal mu um, music from better movies. I couldn't really, it wasn't as obvious as like Godfrey Ho stealing like okay. Star Wars or Gremlins music, you know, yeah, uh, like he did. Um, I couldn't really identify the music that was being used, but yeah, that one was pretty good as well. Uh, there was some footage missing because I had a rip of this movie um which at one point during the movie it just sort of skips and you're like wait how did they get from this scene to that scene they were just like mm. chasing each other um like a car chase bike chase scene and and it skips and suddenly they're on a boat and like how this transition doesn't make sense so i checked yeah. my rip and there was a scene that they probably just couldn't restore from the print, probably too damaged. Mm. Um, and also the movie starts weird, which makes me like, there's no title logo, I believe. Okay. So there's a couple of seconds at the start missing. Um, like nothing to like, it, it won't really detract from the movie. Um, it is kind of a shame. Like, could you not have made like a Frankenstein version based on, um, you know, the, the, the yeah. version that that DVD or whatever rip that I found online came from, but maybe the, maybe it was like too much of a hassle and not really worth, worth it. And yeah. I don't know. You're like, you're not missing a bunch, but in that original version that has like, I assume all of the footage, there is like a, um, like I said, the car bike chase scene, um, the main mm. character played by Polly Shang. She she jumps with her bike over some like a like a uh, fiery like uh, there's a bunch of fire on the road and she jumps cool. over that and later on she jumps in the water with her bike so there's mm. like a couple of stunts you're not getting yeah. which which is kind of a shame but you won't be too lost you, you'll probably think like how did they get from this part to that part yeah but. Be like, yeah. I don't know, a weird thing that happened in a movie, like, yeah, this, sure. You know, it's, you know <laughs> these, these movies don't necessarily yeah. make sense, even with all the footage, so whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. Uh, it's also a region free release, which is a plus for me. Um, or anyone, you know, doesn't matter where you live, you can get this actual release. Um, and the last thing I got was this uh, Blu ray from Eureka Lady Reporter. 
Oh, nice. The Cynthia Rothrock movie. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of blows my mind that this movie is available on a fancy Blu-ray with lobby cards and a little booklet with an article about the making of the movie and everything. Because um, this is definitely one of the more obscure ones that has come out, uh, definitely from Eureka. Um, you know, production-wise, Samuel Hung is behind this movie. Um, there's a lot of like talent uh, attached to this movie, but it was still like a minor one. I don't think it never came out uh, via the Hong Kong Legends label uh, mm. in the UK for one. And yeah. I feel like they got to, I don't want to say like most of it, but the the big ones definitely. And this one just kind of slipped between between the cracks. And on when I was in my big like Cynthia Rothrock on my on that kick. Uh, this is a movie I came across. I was like, this is not a perfect movie, but she's in it a lot. She's the main star and there's some good action in here. Mm-hmm. And if you have a, an affinity for this kind of 80s Hong Kong action movie vibe, you will probably like some things about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that, that this exists now. Uh, it is interesting that like, like... I don't know a ton about these kinds of movies, but it is a movie that I've heard about a lot. So it is interesting that, you know, it seems like a lot of people were going like, why can't we get this on Blu-ray? Like, You've seen it, haven't you? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. We screened it. Did we screen it? Then I we, saw it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but it is it is kind of like known in the circles of like people who like these kinds of movies. And so mm-hmm. it is weird that it wasn't ever, you know, got to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true, uh, definitely, and now it is. And what I also like about this release is that it has a reversible cover, and it's just like a a, a photo of Cynthia Rothrock and uh, Mang Hoi, who is her <laughs> co-star and director uh, in the movie. And I believe at the time they were dating. I know they were dating at one point, but I don't know if it was necessarily during the <laughs> making of this movie. Just like hanging out in their car, sitting. She has yeah. kind of like a bored look. Uh, <laughs> resting on her hand like this, um, I don't know. I think that's a that's a cute touch to have that as a reversible cover. Yeah, uh, and the other one is like the super colorful one that you will see on this. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, know. I remember we 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 screened. It, did did the one that we screened was it the Blonde Fury? Yeah, did yeah. It have like a different cut or something, or is that yeah, just that's the this name that Lady Reporter, on? aka yeah, Blonde, okay. the Blonde Fury? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that being a good time. <laughs> yeah, we did that and uh, fight to win the yes. George Chung. Uh, yeah, kind of a disaster, but an entertaining <laughs> disaster of a movie. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, but this, that's been like years ago. Uh, I think when we did that movie, I had already seen it. it. It was my second time watching it. And I believe when I watched it the first time, maybe like, I don't know, like 80-ish people had logged it on Letterboxd. So it was still completely yeah. under the radar, unless you were like a hardcore, probably Cynthia Rothrock fan. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's been if it's changed that much since, because this is this is a very recent release. Like I I just got it in the mail uh, a week or two ago. Let's see, still only three hundred and seventy five people have seen it. Which, wow, that's that's not a ton, but it's like yeah, it seems low. Yeah, it's still low, but but now this release is out, so these numbers will yeah. just keep uh, keep rising. Uh, I, and, and I hope people are not too harsh on it, because yeah, 
Um, my memory of it was from my review that like I was watching it and going like this is really good, but I'm maybe a little let down. And then all of a sudden at the end, it like gets even more kick ass. And then I was like, well, this rules like that's Hong Kong cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all, I've, le- I've really learned to be patient with those. Yeah, movies. you have like, to be. If, if I'm a little bit checked out during most of it, but. I, I know that usually at the end there's like 15, yeah. maybe 20 minutes of complete madness like waiting unreal. for me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just part of the deal. You yeah. Know? And some movies are like good from start to finish and those are like the real masterpieces, you know, like yeah. an Eastern Condors. You don't have to wait for the good no. shit. <laughs> those <But> exist yeah. <laughs> too. So Blonde Reporter, a.k.a. Or no, Lady Reporter, Reporter a.k.a. AKA Blonde Fury, Fury. Yeah. Shaolin, Invincibles, and Seven to One. Yeah, those are together. That's what we talked about. Right. Yep. If you're listening and going, say the names again at the end of your discussion. <laughs> yeah, no, good call. That's, uh, I'm, I'm often thinking that. Um, yeah. It's just like, you know, if you do podcasts enough, I, I try to always end it it's, with, and that was yeah, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, let's talk about some more cruddy movie recommendation review corners. <laughs> um, so we're going to do maybe more than one each, and we'll do mm-hmm. one picking of each other's movies off of our uh, letterbox, and then one whatever we want to talk about. Which, what do you want to do first? Do you want me to talk about something? And um, do you want to pick it, or do you want me to pick it? Uh, I mean, you can pick one of mine if you want, or just something you want to talk about. It doesn't matter. Just okay. Go ahead. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So I do on the topic of like martial arts and stuff. Um, I immediately added Kung Fu Wonder Child 1986 <laughs> to my uh, to my watch list after I saw that you logged it and uh-huh. said that um you were gonna give this four stars but then remembered all the pee and poop jokes ragdoll physics cartoon lightning explosions and an honest to god evil tune and i was like well i have to see this <laughs> you do yeah oh holy shit um yeah uh, kung fu wonder child from 1986 directed by lee to nam uh is a taiwanese uh director he he did a bunch and a bunch that I had been meaning to get around for years, um, and I, I especially like Kung Fu Wonder Child was uh, definitely one I'd been meaning to get to for forever. Um, partially because uh, one of the stars in Kung Fu Wonder Child is uh, Yukari Oshima. Um, she has been in a lot of. Uh, she's a Japanese actress, stunt performer. Who is mostly known from Rikio, story of Ricky. She's like mm. uh, one of the four wards. Uh, she plays a, a, a male character in that movie. Um, but she's also been in like, like a ton of uh, girls with guns, you know, that subgenre of movies, you know, like uh, Iron Angels, uh, Angel Terminators, um, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm a fan of her through those movies. So Kung Fu Wonder Child was one of the most. Um, you know, if you, if you check her letterbox, it's, it's more or less near the top of her more well-known, uh, more popular movies on letterbox, at least. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Just like kind of on a whim, I saw like uh, Kung Fu Wonder Child on my Plex. And I was like, fuck it. Let's finally do it. I've been thinking about this movie for so long. I need to see it. Um, I know this movie, uh, I believe Justin, the clue, put this, put this out yeah. for, for Gold Ninja. 
I think uh, it's sold video. out at this point, though. Yeah, yeah. Most of his releases are uh, yeah sold out. Um, especially those like uh, what did he call them? The Eagle Claw. You know, his, yeah, is is this um, label of Hong Kong Taiwan martial arts movies. Uh, I also don't own this Kung Fu Wonder Child release, so I don't know what else is on the on the release anymore. It um, uh, it had the bonus film Lucky Seven, nineteen eighty six on oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, I still have not seen that one either, but yeah, Kung Fu Wonder Child was just, you know, a very, uh, I mean, the way, <laughs> the way I wrote in my review as well, it's, a, an incredibly silly movie, but it also has like really good action. Like I said, ragdoll physics, it feels like people are just getting thrown around and kicked around to a degree that I'm like. Are there like even bones inside those bodies that has to hurt like hell? It has to be like, I feel like undercranked a little bit, like some parts, but it works because it's all just this big live action cartoon. And it almost felt like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the, I believe it's also a Taiwanese uh, live action version, uh, movie version of Dragon Ball. Does that ring a bell for no, you? No, I haven't seen it. Well, that exists, and I, I don't really remember it. I've seen it, but it's also been years ago, and I was, I was probably not paying super attention. But this movie also feels like, what if you took like the sensibilities of Dragon Ball, you know, like the over-the-top action? I'm talking like early Dragon Ball, the more comedic Dragon Ball, not the Super Saiyan slugfest uh, that, that that show gets into later on. Um, but, you know, like poo and peep jo- uh, pee jokes and... Um, like I said, people getting flung through mountains and and just entire sceneries and just flying off and um, yeah, that kind of thing. And you know, uh, and at one point there's like a cartoon dragon that they have to fight, like some Roger Rabbit shit. Like or or you know, like if you've seen Evil to- Tunes, you know what I mean. I I I don't know how much tune. Um, <laughs> I, f- I feel like there might be a couple of seconds more tune in Kung Fu Wonder Child, even though the other movie is called Evil Tunes. Yeah, but, you know that's sort of a running joke that Evil Tunes barely has. It doesn't have tunes. It has, it has one, one uh, tune for like yeah. for like a minute maybe. Um, <laughs> and they do more with the tune in Kung Fu Wonder Child because they actually have to fight it and stuff. And it's like pretty. It's pretty cool to see. I'd never seen an animated character before in one of these kind of movies. So that really caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to yeah, see it. It sounds amazing. Highly recommend Kung Fu Wonder Child. If you're, uh, if you have a tolerance for bullshit, I have to say. Oh, high tolerance. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it is on YouTube in very low quality. Okay. Um, obviously the, um, the Gold Ninja release is not available anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so either find it otherwise or watch the really bad copy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the version that I watched isn't great quality, but it was good enough. Yeah. There's um, DVD rips floating around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's probably, that's probably what, what I saw. Uh, I also saw the, the dub, um, which was fine. Like for me, uh, you know, I don't know. Cantonese Mandarin yeah. whatever so it, it doesn't matter that much and the dub was pretty funny like there's characters like the main character in it is um 
it's again it's a it's an actress who's playing a male character like a boy um and she's done this in a couple of other movies these like taiwanese uh fantasy martial arts movies that are um if you follow certain people on letterbox uh you might have seen people log like child of peach magic of spell um these like crazy psychotronic taiwanese kids movies um she sort of played the same character in those movies uh and there was like one of the antagonists his like voice actor basically sounded like jim henson doing rolf oh really which was kind of uh <laughs> i mean i was into it I, I liked it but it was yeah that was weird i'd never <laughs> heard that before in a kung fu movie <laughs> just, just straight up rolf <laughs> amazing yeah that was good stuff Sweet. Well, Kung Fu Wonder Child 1986 mm, sounds yeah. like a must see. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's our crud pick of the week. <laughs> I mean, we're just getting started. So, yeah. you know. Um, I'm going to say that about every movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let, let me pick one uh, yeah, pick out of one. your diary and uh, yeah. see. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about creepies. Creepies. Okay. Yeah. So, because I had already seen creep, yes. Creepies, and I know you uh, did a stream for it. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know. So, Creepies, know. 2003. Um, mm -hmm. This, uh, when I saw your review, you watched a couple movies from this director, Jeff Leroy. Yeah. Um, they have been on my radar. I know that Hell's Highway, 2002, mm -hmm was discussed i think uh justin declue name name drop again i think they yeah. reviewed it a long time ago and maybe did it in this in a stream i'm not sure but i know that um some people on letterbox have said that that's a really entertaining ridiculous movie mm -hmm. i know that rat scratch fever is also one that sure, people sure. mentioned but i'd never seen any jeff Leroy. um and so you mentioned it and gave it a really good review and so we picked it for a time bandit screening um on thursday nights so if you go to credbuddies.club and go to the discord i do post in our screening channel when we do those if you want to keep up mm -hmm. um but creepies is basically like so well so you reviewed it i was like this sounds crazy i gotta see it mm -hmm. i sent the the video on youtube of the full movie to my friend greg who <laughs> does the screenings too and i said within 10 seconds this isn't an essential for us to screen and, and like you know like two minutes later he just like sent back holy shit <laughs> beauty and and so we were like we're watching it tomorrow we watched nice. it it's it's a low budget um mm -hmm. you know throwback to old b movie you know monster movie stuff and it and it is highly produced in the kind of lo-fi miniatures mm -hmm. cgi kind of handcrafted sort of way Definitely. Um, and because it's 2003 it is a mix of like really amazing and like impressive miniatures mm -hmm. and then like really ridiculous and fun bad cgi mm -hmm, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah and like the, the whole thing when i sent it to greg was like the first thing that happens in this movie is you're dropped like right into a helicopter fighting a big fake cgi spider yeah. you know and it's <laughs> so amazing right off the top and so funny <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm kind of on a kick uh jeff leroy kick 
uh, at the moment. I've seen like nine of his movies now, and I I straight up plan on watching all of them. Um, there's not that many. I, th- I think like maybe 16, 17 movies. Yeah. So I'm past halfway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like this director. He's he's not a lazy director at all. There's these these movies, and and re- with Creepies too, you can tell they're just so stuffed with yeah. stuff you know <laughs> there's mm-hmm. like either there's like miniatures or there's there's always something happening or uh you know uh, a strange performance or a line reading from someone yeah. like intriguing things and um creepies is definitely the best one i feel that i've seen of his but uh there's one movie i didn't like uh that i watched I think the last movie that I watched of his, Eyes of the Werewolf. I wasn't a big oh, fan okay. of that, but apparently that's co-directed with another guy, Tim Sullivan. Mm. Um, and also when we started watching the movie, it came up like directed by Tim Sullivan. And Jeffrey Lurie yeah. is in that movie credited as something else, like probably effects, because he's like definitely an effects guy. You can tell also the miniatures, how much work he puts in that shit. Yeah. And, He's been doing it for the past 20 years. He's right now he's working for Full Moon. Um, he's doing like collaborations with Jim Wynorski even for these like giantess movies, yeah. which, are, which are pretty like his movies, at least. Like I've seen the two giantess attack movies that Jeff Leroy has done. Those are at least like pretty entertaining. I've not seen the two Jim Wynorski ones. Um, I might give those a shot because I know like Jeff Leroy at least did effects work in those like miniatures. Um, yeah. And just for me, like watching something stupid, like giantess attack, you see like a cover, you're like, is this like some kind of soft, soft core thing? Yeah. And it is absolutely not. It's just like giant, uh, Ultraman sized women fighting and falling in miniature buildings <laughs> and, you know that kind of bullshit it's very like doesn't take itself seriously at all and there's so much care put into the the sets and the miniatures and it's just having fun and um you can tell this guy is also just kind of a toksatsu nerd because uh uh there's there's even like a part in it when the two women they grow giant sized and it's just copy paste what happens in ultraman when okay the ultraman character you know when the, the human character who whose body also um has ultraman's you know like entity in it becomes ultraman it's that's just like exactly the way it happens in ultraman um and there's like other stuff in the scenery where there's where, where they see like a statue of power ranger and mm. um and I also follow the guy on Instagram now and he went to the Shin Kamen Rider premiere so you know this guy's just like a Tokusatsu nerd working, started working in horror, is still just doing practical effects to this day. Yeah. Um, and I just can't take that for granted. The fact that those, you know, there's like, you said, like shitty but charming computer yeah. graphics in those movies. Um, you just you should really check out Ratch Scratch Fever. I'm gonna. Because that movie has a, a far better balance of practical and computer graphics because in creepies there's a lot of like really bad looking spiders yeah but it's whatever i loved (laughs) yeah it's it's fun in a bad way but rat scratch fever has a much better you know there's there's like no computer graphics 
rats in it. They're all like practical, Just, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, practical I, or like real rats used mm-hmm. in a way that you know, sort of like uh, food of the gods kind of yeah. thing, you know. I do um, want to see some of their because I I ha- I was reading a review I remember uh, when I watched creepies of their movie from two thousand called Crack. Oh yeah, um, which yeah. is about like oh these people are gonna rob like a mafia crack mm-hmm. house, and yeah. there was a review from Wormy on oh, yeah, uh, Wormy. Letterboxd, and they were like, yeah. even even though that they're like a horror sci fi director, there's a scene in this movie where someone dips their hands in cooking meth and they turn into jelly skelly hands, and I, I was that. like, watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw that. Yeah, like reading reviews like that uh, of movies that don't really, you know, like. It's not a horror movie, so I don't know like how yeah. interested in it I am. But then you see reviews like that. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm watching every movie by this guy. If even yeah. the non-horror stuff has, sh- has shit like that, <laughs> it, you know, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally. But, yeah. He's, and he's, the, I, I will say the one thing about Creepies like, I, that I appreciated was it, it is... I wouldn't necessarily go as far to say that it's like, quote, like in on the joke it kind of is like they know they're making a silly movie but they don't push the like we're gonna we're gonna be kind of like i don't know there's it never gets into that territory where you're like okay you know what you're doing so much now that it's Mm -hmm. like Mm off-putting and you're leaning into being like you know aware and like it it does still feel like there's more than halfway you know Mm -hmm. just like reverence for these kinds of movies and and charm and and admiration for it's not just like isn't this stuff stupid like you know there is an element of these people aren't the best actors and they're kind of leaning into it and being Mm -hmm. bad and being silly but i don't think it ever gets to that point where it's like yuck you know it's just like no this is fun (laughs) no no i agree definitely um you know, there's a stuff in Creepies that's like, okay, now you're just like sort of referencing Return of the Living Dead and yeah. um, like the main characters, the the, the three girls who the are band, in, the, yeah. in the band are called Brink, Michelle, and Linnea. So, yeah. you know, it's just like doing these like gentle references to other stuff. Yeah. Because that's the world that Jeff Leroy grew up in. Totally. A fan of, you know. But other than that, and also like I said in the Giantess Attack, movies the the ultraman stuff that's more like little easter eggs if you want but it's yeah it it never became grading for me you know there's there's not enough of that stuff in there to become grading it's just like little sprinkles here and there yeah paying attention totally so yeah uh having a lot of fun with him and his movies um been watching all of them with a friend who's also a convert uh nice jeffley Roy fan so uh <laughs> every week we try to watch uh a Jeff Leroy movie together now so um, yeah having a good time so okay creepies 2003 um kung fu wonder child 1986 what's next for you pick of the weeks um yeah <laughs> what do i want to talk about yeah. um let's see cuz i've seen a bunch i've seen actually quite a bit of Hong Kong stuff lately. I'm getting more sort of back into it. I watch a couple of good ones and it's always like that, you know, you watch two or three like really good movies and you're you're fueled up to keep going. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like at one point I was definitely sort of getting a little burnt out on Hong Kong movies. I would just like have a harder time f- 
finding movies that will, would really hit for me. Um, but I listened to the Movie Melt episode that you were on. I was like catching up because uh, I was behind a couple of episodes. Uh, the the episode you guys did on the Peacock King, mm-hmm. um, which had me thinking about Lam Nai Choi again, that director. And the yeah. fact that I've had a Blu-ray release of Erotic Ghost Story okay. here in my home for, I don't know, since it came out, which is a couple of years now. Um, I might have had that Blu-ray for like three or four years. Um, and I finally watched it, um, more motivated by okay. listening to that podcast. I was like, I have this Lam Nai Choi movie I have not seen yet. There's a fancy Blu-ray just like right there waiting for me. But I guess I was kind of like... Uh, when is the right time to put on a movie called Erotic Ghost Story? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but I believe that day I was kind of like cleaning up my Plex so that my server wasn't active. So while I was like doing like hard drive stuff, I was just going through like physical media releases um, that I own, but have not watched yet. There's not that many, but there were like definitely, there's definitely like still. I don't know. I want to say like a dozen or so releases kind of burning a hole in my soul <laughs> to watch them. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I finally put on Erotic Ghost Story. Um, I mean, it is definitely a softcore movie. Um, okay. Way more than I was expecting, I guess, even though it's okay. called Erotic Ghost Story. But I was just like, well, that director, I don't really expect him to lean too much into that because it's not present in any of his other movies, really. Mm. Um, but he did a proper like category three softcore movie. Um, and it was definitely like, at one point I was like, okay, this is now the, the third, like consecutive sex scene. I'm like, let, let's keep going. This is not adding much to the movie anymore at this point. Um, um, after that, it sort of like calms down with that stuff. Um, I mean, there's, there's cool stuff in the movie, like throughout, Okay. but again, the Hong Kong thing where you have to wait yeah. until the end. And this movie delivers at the end. Once again, like not in an action movie kind of way, it's not that, but it's in erotic ghost story, the ghost story aspect that just delivers. There's like crazy demon shit at the end. Uh, and you're like, it's my boy, Lan Nai Choi, doing what he does best. Uh, and yeah, just based on that finale, I, I, I ended up loving it. Like before that, I was probably like feeling wise at a 3.5 stars maybe. And I just bumped it up an entire star for it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like uh, this is definitely a movie I recommend if you're into Lan Nai Choi, you know? And want to completionist his output, uh, then I th- then I don't think you will be let down. Otherwise, if you're like uh, I don't know, like a mostly soft ish take on Chinese ghost story, um, you know, maybe not for you. I wouldn't say necessarily for me, but just based on the director. I mean, it's a well directed movie. He's a great director. It's a fucking shame that he stopped directing movies at one point. Just dropped out cold like i just can't get over that um because he's like probably also like the most consistent hong kong yeah. director to After be the honest cat, right yeah the cat was his last yeah. one and i think 93 yeah uh yeah who knows what he's doing now <laughs> <laughs> 
Is he aware that he has a fan base <laughs> that is so let down by the fact that he just stopped making movies? Um, but yeah, uh, Erotic Ghost Story, I definitely recommend it uh, okay. for Lam Nai Choi heads, you know. <laughs> yeah, 1990. 1990, yeah, exactly. Um, if you can still get that Blu-ray um, or like a version that, you know, the movie looks good, you know. Okay. The colors and everything. That restoration looks fucking amazing. Uh, nice. Because that movie definitely has a strong sense of color um, in everything. So visually, it's very, very pleasing, you know. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, what about you? Cool. What, well, what, what are you bringing to the table? I'm trying to refresh my diary to see the movies, and I can't because uh, Letterbox is down? down. Oh fuck! I have, <laughs> I mean, I have it open. Well, now you but... can pick. You can pick from the open tab then, because you got it. I do. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Uh, let's see. I was looking at your list earlier, thinking what I could ask. <laughs> um. Okay, so this is a movie I've wanted to watch for a while as well. Okay. Um, I watched. Oh fuck! What's it called? I want to know about the the alien factor. Okay, Don Dollar. Yes. Yeah. The I alien thought... factor, nineteen seventy eight. Night Beast. That was uh, the one I was thinking of. I've seen okay. Night Beast by Don Dollar. How so... did you feel about Night Beast? I liked it. Um, yeah. Just like it's it's not like entirely all the way through very stimulating. I will say. Yeah, but then that fucking alien shows up in the in the glittery disco suit, and all sins are forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> every time this that happens, <laughs> kind of similar. Okay, um, so I'm also struggling to remember all of this movie because it was a while <laughs> ago, and I did um have some alcohol while I was watching it. Nice. But my memory of of uh, Don Dollar's The uh, Alien Factor is very similar in the sense that there was a lot going on mm -hmm. um it um i mean oh you know what i think i'm what? actually thinking of of a different movie i'm getting this confused with there was another one that we watched recently um that was called it was another like like 70s sci-fi movie and it was it had a lot of boring stuff going on in it Okay, um, and I didn't like that one as much, but I, I'm pretty sure I loved the Alien Factor. Now <laughs> I wish I had my diary. What's what did I say on my review of it? I mean, that's the thing. I can't open it because Leatherbox. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah, wait, yeah. I can't. You say this movie rules. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Very helpful. Sounds <laughs> like I loved it. That's I why just... you review movies, people. Yeah, because <laughs> remind yourself when a movie rules. <laughs> Because this movie, Alien Factor, was just a lot of like amazing, cheesy effects. Nice people with ridiculous dialogue, um, and lots of like weird, you know, monsters and uh, special effects. And so I haven't seen Night Beast. Um, mm -hmm. It's been on my list for a long time. I wanted to stream it, but. Um, I think because there's nudity and it, it always gets kicked off of uh, YouTube. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the Alien Factor is a lot of fun, and it it does hit that sweet spot of like um, corny dialogue, mm -hmm. but in a way that's like 
I don't know. There's an like we were talking recently in the Discord about like bad movies and MST3K. Yeah. And there there is this is constantly in charming mode. It's okay. not you're never like, oh god, this is terrible. You know, <laughs> and then there's tons of that, like, you know, when they do like superimposing or rear projection and uh -huh. like the rear projection looks like it's done on glass on top of the yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of the film because it probably was yeah and and it's like the the creature's like invisible i love that there's nice. a lot of that oh <laughs> that's good yeah um and yeah i mean it's like a spaceship and there's i think a couple different monsters that pop out of it um mm. yeah i mean i i had a lot of fun watching this movie it's like an hour and 20 minutes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it has a great you know monster film filled ending nice. there's a lot of like <laughs> yeah a lot of that uh overlaid monster effect and the <laughs> the monster <laughs> kind of like kind of looks like a centaur without the horse okay so it's like <laughs> trying to imagine that but... so it's like the like really furry legs with yeah. the like weird like back like hooved thing yeah. but then it's just a guy okay you know in a suit no standing on top there's no back to it okay <laughs> and it's it's really funny um nice. and awesome and they do they do some scenes where they're like walking that dude around in the winter and you're like this must be really hard to walk in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been um, meaning to. I, I I actually remember I wanted to screen that movie for Crudbiddies too, like yeah. a year or two ago ish. But it just, I think there was yeah. like a, an eighteen plus thing on YouTube that kept it from happening. Maybe, but now, but now you'd you'd been able to do it for Time Bandits. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't recall there being any. Um, well, probably or not, much but... nudity, but there is like. Um, there's a scene with like a really funny like local band at the bar. I love when you get a like local band in a bar in one of these kind of regional horror movies. Uh huh. Um, nice. It reminded me a lot of like Equinox. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've also seen people say like Planet of the Dinosaurs, mm, um, but it, it, it did remind me of of Equinox, and it has that like it's so low budget, but it's so charming. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, that's, that's, I really liked it. That's sort of my recollection of of Night Beast as well. Like, it's not a perfect movie, but I I keep thinking back fondly on yeah. that stuff because it's so charming and it's so low budget and regional. You you cannot be mad at that movie. And like I yeah. said, then then the alien shows up and you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I love that it's regional. It's like um, mm -hmm. what is it? Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, it feels very regional, um, mm -hmm. feels very like charming. Yeah. in that kind of a way. Nice. Um, I didn't realize that now that I'm on IMDb that they're, uh, that they created the Cinemagic magazine, oh. um, which they sold to Starlog, which is, I didn't know that. That's Same. cool. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that either. I so, need to look more into Tom Dollar. Yeah, I'd like to see Night Beast. And I feel like there's a couple others, right? Blood Massacre. Yeah, yeah he did a couple. Um, yeah. I feel like a recent one even. I think, did I not see Fiend? I feel like I saw Fiend. I don't know. <laughs> I feel, I've tried to, oh, let's see. Now I can get on Let the Letterbox. Alien Factor, Night Beast, Galaxy Invader, Fiend. 
Blob Massacre? No, I guess not. I thought that I screened Fiend because I was thinking about it for a while. Okay. Um, I know he wrote a couple of movies as well, like not directed stuff uh, later on. Um, yeah. Some, some like vampire stuff. I had it confused with the Alpha Incident, um, which was another movie we did recently, and that's a Bill Rabane movie. Bill Rabane, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, okay. And that movie. That, that's the one you didn't like. It's. I mean, I didn't hate it. It was. It was kind of fun and silly, but it was pretty boring. Okay. okay. Had a good ending. Had a lot of good stuff at the end, but yeah. Okay. But it was similar in that kind of like weird regional sci-fi yeah, 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 yeah. walking around in the woods, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The alien factor rules, though. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should put it on one of these days. Uh, yeah. Been, uh, again, one of those movies. Been thinking about it for so long yeah if you go to letterbox and you see the the picture they have of the monster mm -hmm. at the top of the page <laughs> you'll know if you want to see it <laughs> and you I mean, will <laughs> if there's a monster in a movie i want to see it i don't give a yeah. shit <laughs> i i like that it's like a zoo it's like oh it's like okay. the spaceship is like oh they were taking these like these like specimens to the intergalactic zoo or something oh okay <laughs> and that's why there's like a few different like monsters <laughs> oh nice yeah so is the, the is there like a main alien in the alien factor like yeah the one you described i think is the one that i described is is more of the main dude okay and then there's some others that support <laughs> okay i wonder like what the equivalent is, is is he like the horse of the group or the giraffe of the group or yeah. was he supposed he to like be in the space the tank? Suit? He's the tank of the team and the other dude is a glass cannon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> some nerds will. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some nerds will. I mean, I'm yeah. a nerd, but not in that way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so Alien Factor 1978, we talked about Erotic Ghost Story 1990, Creepies, and Kung Fu Wonder Child 1986. Let's take our call from the public. You can go into our Cream of the Crud channel on Discord at crudbuddies.club. Get in there. We will ask questions, ask four questions in there. Um, and Rudadel said, most specific slash favorite niche genre. For instance, I'm a fan of South African black exploitation westerns. Very specific, yes. Very So mine are not nearly as specific. I mean, it'd be hard to go that specific. Uh, yeah. What, what, what did you have? But I do really enjoy finding movies that feel like they should be an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. So like Death Becomes Her, Body Parts, Dr. Giggles, mm -hmm. like Same. Love that Arachnophobia, Cast a Deadly Spell, Warlock mm -hmm. 2, Popcorn, <laughs> Evolver, where it's like there's there's some kind of, you know, thing there that makes it feel like it's, I don't know, it's almost like sometimes it can either be it feels like a contained thing like arachnophobia where it's like what if spiders mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, but but sometimes it can be more like somebody finds himself in a scenario that has some kind of a twist where like people under the stairs or body parts are these movies about people that have stumbled upon this thing that's occurring that is a horrific scenario and it's mm -hmm. kind of happening to them and now they got to figure out 
you know, or sometimes with like death becomes her, it's like these people are greedy and they're mm -hmm. doing something that they are doing that's purely for themselves. And now they're like suffering these consequent, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like all these different types of ways that it can be interpreted by like that. I like it's bad all... hair is a really good example. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah, where it's like, Oh, sure. this, like this person's in this scenario where their hair is now a thing and they have to deal with it. And it's yeah. Uh -huh. Like a horrific scenario. Yeah. Usually it's like a very simple sales pitch yeah uh and like for those movies and it's like you know like a very simple yeah high concept thing and sometimes it's like a cautionary kind of thing and flatliners what if you could die and yeah. then come back yeah exactly and then it That's goes the awry there you go yeah <laughs> yeah or like ghost in the machine what if a guy got put in to the... death and then now he's electronic or what if the ghost was in the machine yeah yeah <laughs> Wishmaster. what if wishes went bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i like i like when movies feel like they could be a tales from the crypt episode yeah 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 no same definitely uh i, I don't <laughs> know what, what 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 you would call that i guess like tales from the crypt I have a list on Letterboxd of Tales from the Crypt esque movies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt Core. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a couple of things. Like, I really like movies that are about, like, in some way about technology, uh, either about, like, future technology or evil technology or. Uh, about like predicting the future of certain technology mm. like even like outside of like pure genre horror stuff you know i saw that you also screened um evil speak like that's that's an example of a kind of movie that uses technology yeah. um but it's evil you know it's like haunted and ghost in the machine is another example but even something like hackers where they're like okay it's 1995 we're doing hacking and computers and they're getting so much wrong <laughs> and it's yeah. so like <clears throat> such an extreme time capsule uh i really like that kind of thing you know it's sort of like fetishizing technology mm -hmm. in a way but also there's like a, a fear of technology that they're tapping into yeah I really like that kind of thing i don't know what what genre you would call that but you know um computer core okay yeah sure there you go <laughs> <laughs> just yada yada core yeah <laughs> um other stuff stuff we even mentioned on this episode you know like girls girls with guns is a, mm -hmm. a sub-genre i don't know how i mean it's probably more niche than i think you know i can't just yeah go, go to anyone and be like yeah you know girls with guns that's uh some good movies there and they're mm -hmm. like what um you know the taiwanese children's fantasy movies that's that's yeah. a pretty specific one too not a lot of those but they are definitely a thing there's more than one um uh, nice i also really like um shaw brothers movies from the 70s that aren't period pieces mm. so i want to see what the 70s looked like in yeah china you know the fashion of the time and everything yeah um that's that's definitely a thing i'm re i'm really into it and, and i need to watch more movies like that even um nice i uh i like the sort i guess maybe this would be a nano genre i like <laughs> the the sub genre of yuppies in peril oh yeah like teens in trouble mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, a lot of these i just have lists for and that's what i'm looking at but um 
but I do enjoy a like it's a yuppies in peril movie, but it's about like teens at a college or like mm-hmm. like Joyride or Gossip or the Glass <laughs> House, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Skulls. What if I went to college and there was college was evil. Ivy League evil people? <laughs> 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 Not very many of them are good. Uh-huh. But I enjoy the idea of them. <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. really like the 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 final destination movies a lot and, and the the aspect that really appeals to me in those movies is the whole like Rube Goldberg machine yeah. thing about it and it's like it's so it's such bullshit, you know? Yeah. But I really enjoy that. And in Mindhunters there's an aspect of that in Mindhunters as well. Oh, yeah. Ronnie Harlan's Mindhunters definitely some Rube Goldberg one in a billion chance of all yeah. of that shit happening in complicated the... death core. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good stuff, you know. Um listen, maybe, mine hunters maybe... rules. Yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> I I really did not like that movie when it came out. No, same. I thought it was garbage. <laughs> I thought it was so bad. And then I watched it again like five years ago or four years ago. Yeah. And I was like, yes, this rules. <laughs> yeah, this such stupid bullshit. This is in the yeah. best way. It's like, man, <laughs> Rennie Harlan. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> For real. <sighs> well, if you're listening, what is your favorite? overly specific genre of movie what's your um, core yeah what core do you like you like rockula core it's <laughs> one movie <laughs> is it like universal monster rap musical mm-hmm. i do like the shaw brothers non um uh period piece idea that's a good one because mm-hmm. i do think like i've seen a lot of like period piece movies like that yeah i mean most of them is yeah yeah most of them is like kung fu this shaolin that uh Mm -hmm. you know and and there's a lot of good movies there um but those like actually like contemporary 70s ones are a bit in the minority a bit overlooked but there's some good good stuff there um definitely like and and not just like hard exploitation this 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 more than that there's even like in the 60s and, and 70s there's even like musicals uh, of yeah. that era where they go like full, you know, like technicolor Hollywood mm-hmm. musical. Um, they were doing everything at Shaw Brothers. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one that came to mind that I actually don't like, it's like rare that I do like these kinds of movies where it's like movies where the genre is like comedy about someone who should just tell the truth and then this will all be over with. Where it's like, <laughs> For example, oh, I'm like a teenager and I really like this person or something. And then, but I told a lie and that I can't tell them, you know, or like, don't tell her it's me with Steve Gutenberg, where he's like, like, <laughs> oh, I have uh-huh. to like pretend I'm a different person. And if they find out that like, I'm not this person, yeah. then, you know, I'm just like any movie where somebody just being like liar core. Yeah. You overheard me say this and you thought I meant that. Uh-huh. That's not what I meant. Movie uh-huh. over. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like. But I, I don't know if this is like the same nano genre or whatever, but I do like a good con man movie. Yeah. Con man movies are a lot of fun, but that's yeah. kind of different. That, that's almost more like, you know, like they're taking pride and it's almost like a skill yeah. that they're using their con man abilities as opposed to just someone who lied and who's digging his own grave and doesn't even want to be doing it. It's like, yeah. it's almost like a very, you get a very passive main character in there. 
in in terms of they're just letting everything happen they're just adding on to the lie and it's just totally how there's like no likability at all to that kind of behavior (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah all right well that was our question and that was our episode so do not forget to go to credbuddies.club join the discord you can go to backdashrow.com find all of our episodes there and more you can follow me on letterbox at ykmd underscore and you can follow carlo on letterbox at psycho pike yep hell yeah um but otherwise yeah join the patreon if you want early episodes video versions of the show um and otherwise we'll see you later alligator see ya Bye.